0: In a world where chronic DVD and Blu-ray acquisition disorder runs amok, Colin faces a daunting task. With a collection of over 1,200 titles, can he bring himself to watch the 65 films that sit on his shelves, unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps? Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps My name is Colin and with me as always is my uh, fellow co-conspirator and film watcher and DVD unwrapper My son, Thomas
1: Hi, hello, it's me What have you been up to this week? Uh, This week I went on a very long walk uh, and regretted it immediately But I, I think it will be good for me in the long run Excellent
0: I haven't It's been a while since I've gone for a really long walk, but I really must do that. Hey, look, let's get straight into it. Just a bit of a background for those of you who are new to the show. I own a large amount of DVDs and Blu-rays, shelves full of them because I'm a bit of a DVD hoarder. Uh, So much so that in the process of collecting such things, a large number of DVDs have ended up on the shelf that I still haven't watched They're still in their wrappers as a general rule. Uh, We've had some that have broken that rule so far. But uh, tonight's not one of those. The film tonight is actually still under wraps. And, uh, Thomas, can you introduce the film that we're going to be watching tonight?
1: The film is The Illusionist from 2006.
0: Do you know anything about it?
1: Only what I've read on the blurb and on this Just Watch page. Okay. Now, you
0: mentioned last week that, oh, here we go, another movie where magic is suggested as being possibly something that's real. Mm, yes. Um, so what other films have we on the shelves that uh, fall into that category?
1: Oh, um, The the Prestige. Prestige, excellent film. I love that yes, film. Yes, it's a
0: good film. Yep. Have you watched Next with Cage that's the one where he can see so. a little yes. bit into the future. Yes, I yes. have. Old Nick uh, looking into the future, yes. Um, yes. And, of course, Sorcerer's Apprentice.
1: Yes, but that one, is, it's pretty explicit. The magic is real from, from the off.
0: Absolutely, the magic is real. Okay, so we're going to find out tonight whether the magic is real. Uh, Thomas, would you please read the
1: blurb off the back of the DVD before I go to the bother of unwrapping it? It is the year 1900 and Vienna is buzzing with a new sensation on the stage. His name is Eisenheim the Illusionist and his tricks are so incredible some believe he is manipulating supernatural forces. Among his doubters is the dangerous Crown Prince Leopold who is so determined to expose Eisenheim as a fraud he sends his betrothed Duchess Sophie to the stage as a volunteer. It is an unsettling moment for Eisenheim, who recognises her as the girl he loved more than a decade earlier, a relationship which was torn apart by their different social standing. When they rekindle their romance, the Crown Prince sets out to shut the show down and ultimately destroy Eisenheim. However, while the Prince engages him in a dramatic battle of wits, Eisenheim prepares for his most powerful and impressive illusion yet. So we're in for a battle of wits. Excellent. And also a romance? Right.
0: Now, I suspect that I picked this up uh, very cheaply, hoping for a little bit of the old um, vibe of the prestige. Um, mm. the, the romance side of things suggests that maybe not quite so much. The, the whole case is beige. All the images are sepia. And from what little snippets that I've seen on uh, the teaser trailer, everything else seems to be in almost sepia tone. So that's going to be interesting to see. Ooh, lovely. Yes, lovely. All right. So um, without further ado, I shall rip open the case.
1: Or at least try.
0: No, uh, no, no. I'm not quite shaking as much as the first uh, unwrapping on the first episode. Oh, what a lovely noise. Okay, and we shall pop that into the machine and watch it and uh, catch you on the flip side.
1: Bye. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, from the furthest corners of the world where the dark art still holds sway, I present to you a man who has unlocked these mysteries to demonstrate how nature's laws may be bent Tonight, I give you ice. I've seen you perform.
0: Perhaps you'll give me a
1: tip. How can we help you, Inspector? The Crown Prince plans to attend your performance tonight.
0: I need a volunteer from the audience. Someone not afraid of death. Do you know me? No. Uh you will have to apologize for speaking in a uh outrageous accent. I do not know what this is
1: no n- neither do i <laughs>
0: um Oof. yes, yes, so accents galore yes, some of which were uh, as bad as mine mm, yes, some as bad as yours
1: yes, um, what do you think oh i I'm, I'm not sure I liked it. it was. It was a little slow. Not as slow as um other things we have watched. <laughs>
0: well like the walkabout. Mm. mm. No, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as that. Look, I think uh I've certainly been spoilt with uh, numerous murder mysteries and who done it and how mm. they got away with it. Uh so in a lot of ways it was very much a standard by the book Let's sneakily get away with things um, Just before we go on mm. uh, I think we should uh, warn everyone that yes, it is an old film But we're about to go into some spoilers Q-Jingle? Q-Jingle
1: Q-Jingle This is a spoiler break So if you don't want spoilers Then leave before this sound Cute
0: jingle uh, Yes Yes, I'd like to congratulate Thomas for his uh, spoilers jingle And uh, let's get right into it Yes uh, Look, I knew right from the start that she was not dead
1: Yes, yes
0: uh, When I say her uh, spoilers galore The the main um, protagonist is. The, am I picking
1: the, the right word? The, no, the... Um, Duetrogenist, the th- the female lead, the female
0: lead, uh, who is a childhood uh, love interest of the main male lead played by Edward Norton, is uh, supposedly killed. Mm. Um, but emphasis supposedly, supposedly. But I I was not convinced right from the start, and and felt. They did it a disservice in in not. Um, they basically just moved on, and mm. it, it did not feel. Look, I I enjoyed it. I think more than than you did. I was right in the suspicion that uh, it was going to be predominantly uh, sepia, and I'm still not entirely sure why they chose the uh, color palette of the show. No. Um, I I didn't mind it, but I, I there were parts of me that was thinking, look, why didn't they just do it in black and white? Um, you mm. know that they certainly crushed the blacks, yes. and 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 it all all the mm. way through with with only hints of greens occasionally, and only at the very end did you catch some blue mm. where everything was revealed, and you know. A happily ever after ending was uh, was revealed. So, mm. but um, yeah, it, it seemed rather as if right from the very beginning, hey, let's do this. Yeah, that's a cool idea, and mm. let's let's run with it. And yeah. I, I've certainly seen colour palettes used um, to add feeling to a film, but. In in this it always just felt like it was a gimmick
1: mm. I I did take a few notes throughout the film Oh dear, Thomas <laughs>
0: has made notes, now I'm feeling guilty
1: And and one of the things that I said was Oh thank goodness I was worried the entire film would be in that shaky sepia Towards the start of the film Because that went on for quite a bit, didn't it? It,
0: it did, yes and, look, the only thing that I could think of to justify that was the fact of the plot device, mm. um, you know, two-thirds in where they suddenly produce a an early projector to mm. guess as to how the illusionist actually performs his, his tricks.
1: They were probably... Along the right track, if it was actually an illusion, but it. Well, that's still it, the thing. It that's... literally didn't have enough depth.
0: No, and, and, and that's the thing. That's the whole mystery still of the film, in that there were certainly sequences with uh, supposedly disembodied spirits wandering mm. through the the audience of a uh, concert hall and no real explanation. And I, I know that they re-emphasized, you know, the, the magician doesn't reveal how mm. he performs his tricks, but I feel that that was too implausible to be anything other than something more than mm. an illusion. Mm. And if that is the case, what was it? Yeah. And and I don't think they fully explained that enough for it to be totally believable. Um, mm. You know, uh, there's, there's suspension of disbelief and, and running with with the story, but that can only happen if they support it all, all around. There, there wasn't yeah. enough support no. to, to allow that to happen,
1: I don't think. My uh, suspension of disbelief was broken by the locket at the start Because I was like That picture doesn't work in that position If, if, if you twist the locket that way
0: Because
1: uh, cause if it's sitting in the middle Then it's sitting right on the seam Yes And it's in one piece And clearly not very well attached either
0: <laughs> No, no And look if, if I was to really pick on the film, the acting was quite average in places. Yeah. There, there, you didn't feel any passion uh, um, of character in it other than possibly the police officer, um, the Inspector All. Mm. He was the only person that I um, believed in. Yeah. Um, Edward Norton was very much... Just going through the paces, I thought, yeah. and 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 desperately trying to pull off an accent that it was almost as if all of his concentration was aimed at performing an accent, but making making it subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Every fiber of his being was trying to make it subtle, so that it wouldn't be an over the top accent.
1: And I. I- I don't think it quite worked either.
0: No, well,
1: I I guess it it
0: makes you more appreciate the movie we watched last week where, look, let's just forget about accents because it's going to pull you out of... Every time anyone tries to do a whole heap of people performing the same accent, it's just going to take you out of the film.
1: We've said... Vienna a few times We know where we are We don't need the accent to tell us Yes,
0: and and indeed there were characters That didn't attempt an accent So, uh, again, that that supports that Mm. It's either got to be all or nothing And if it's going to be all Then it has to be authentic Yes Um, Certainly more authentic than any accent That we attempted coming out of the break Uh, Mm. Yes, I claim no... uh, expertise in performing accents.
1: Uh. No, I I don't really have any either. Uh, the one last thing that I've got is the framing device of the whole thing being basically a, a flashback retelling to the Crown Prince. Uh, that that came up, what, once? Yes. Throughout the yes. flashback. Just suddenly there was narration for about 10, 15 seconds, and then... Nothing else in the rest of it yes, and, and and
0: that realization oh that's that's why we're getting this commentary from this angle um, yes it, it was a bit bizarre, I did quite like the Crown prince sorry, i yeah. did, did say that the uh, inspector was possibly the the best actor of the lot, but it was still all very melodramatic and sort of by the book and yeah almost
1: pedestrian. Yeah. That being said, does it stay on the shelf? That's that's a good question. Once again, it's it's not something I think I'd watch again. Yeah. See,
0: look, we are basically reviewing right against uh, Ernie Sigley of Radio 3AW's uh, commentary. The best film I have seen in ten years. Mind and, you, that um, was back in... When did the film come out? Uh,
1: 2006.
0: Right, well, okay. So, <laughs> I, I suspect you're about to dig up um, Rotten Tomatoes or, I or something That's... like that. I, I should point out that I make a point of not checking anyone's reviews of a film before I go into this, mm-hmm. um, and, so that I am not influenced by that. It also means that my critique... Obviously shows how a lot of times I do not, uh, in any way, know what I'm talking about. If you compare me to all of the experts, I mean, for example, walkabout mm. um, reviews are plenty, um, saying how wonderful it was and how arty it was. Mm. Um, all I can say is
1: whatever. Uh, rotten tomatoes. Yes. By the way, yes. uh, gives it seventy three percent fresh reviews. Yep. Uh, out of a hundred and ninety. And the audience. Uh, the audience score is eighty three percent liked it, but the average rating, the actual average rating, was only about seven. Right. Uh, for both the the critics and the audience.
0: Yep. Yep. Um. And, and fair enough. It, it, it probably was a seven film. Mm, yes. Um, you know, if I know you're very reluctant to give numbers. You know, they're very arbitrary. Um, if I was to give that film, uh, it would probably be a six and a half or a seven. Yeah. I think if I was to give it a number, which I'm not going to. Anyway, um, look, I think it's going to stay on the shelf. Um, waiting for a cull. Mm. Uh, in the in the future For the moment it has uh, been saved And we'll see what happens in the next couple of years As to, to whether that shuffles off It'll probably be a case for me Listening to this podcast again and going Yeah, okay, that can go Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Who knows Okay, so we are about to pick another film Is yes. that what we're doing now? Yes, yes
1: that's what we're doing uh,
0: That's what we're doing I shall bring up the handy dandy uh, super duper uh, Let's shake the phone and cross my fingers that it's not a film that uh, I'm terribly nervous about. That being said, again, that particular movie I enjoyed for the fact that I didn't have to think too much about it. Mm. Whereas last yes. week, uh, we, we haven't had a good trot no. so far on films that, that have been just kicked back and, and not stressed too much about it. Mm. Even though there was blood. It wasn't real. No. She didn't die. So, no. spoilers are plenty here. Anyway, so, without any further ado, Thomas is going to shake the phone.
1: Grave of the Fireflies, a Studio Ghibli film from 1988. yeah, Yeah, that's... Uh, Sorry, I say that, but there
0: is a reason why that has stayed on the shelf. Much like uh, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, this is going to be a bit hard on the old emotions. And so of all the Studio Ghibli That is why it has stayed under wraps, is because I really am looking forward to it, but I really have to be in an emotional frame of mind to watch it. So that's going to mean that I'm going to have to force myself into the right frame of mind and get myself ready.
1: Well, you have a week's notice now.
0: I do. Um, That being said, it is the only Studio Ghibli film on the shelf that... I have not seen, and there are a number of them. Yes, there are. Because I have a soft spot.
1: Yes, I quite like them too.
0: Okay, now on to our next segment before we wrap up. Um, Some audience participation. We've actually had a few more contributions to our guest, sorry, uh, to our, and here comes the Segment intro.
1: What's on the shelf? You know it's probably DVDs.
0: Okay, so what's on the shelf? So we now have six contributions. Yes. on uh, On the list. And Thomas is going to produce a random number.
1: We are looking at the last one on the list. Ooh. Lee suggests Big Trouble in Little China. Number one, is
0: it on the shelf? Lee is going to be terribly disappointed and stop listening if he has actually started listening. It is not on the shelf. Have I seen it? No. Thomas has not seen A Big Trouble in Little China. However, I have. I watched it when I was probably about 14 at one of those... Sleepovers where you watch a whole heap of movies And end up with complete sleep deprivation And can't remember a thing Other than somebody falling through a
1: roof Mm. Vaguely So yes, I have watched it And uh, because we answered no to the first question The fourth question is right out of the question It definitely has not been converted from DVD to Blu-ray on our shelf.
0: That's right, um, and it has never been on our shelf, even in VHS form. Hmm. So uh, base score is one point. One point and multiplier. I, I'm going to give him a firm multiplier of two because of the fact that he has absolutely no idea, other than all of the series that I have. Uh, hmm. ...taken off the list to choose from, and uh, he was brave enough to choose a non-science fiction film too. So I'm going to give him a multiplier of two, which brings him to... Two. Thomas' has done the, the high math. score. Thomas, Thomas has done the math, and uh, Lee is now on the top of the leaderboard... Yes. Fo- ...followed very closely by Helen on a 1.1. Yes. Okay, so if you want to participate in this uh, fun little exercise... Please join our Facebook group called Still Under Wraps. The link will be on the show notes. And on the top of the announcements, or second from the announcements, there's a explanation of the rules and just add a comment on there for a suggestion of a film that is on the DVD shelf.
1: And hopefully you will be selected and receive a, an arbitrary number of points.
0: That's right. And I suspect you'll get extra points If you pick one that is on the shelf But is still under wraps Mm. And on that, we'll uh, end there, I think And say adieu and farewell And Auf Wiedersehen, goodbye Yes Which is a bit of a spoiler For somebody else's suggestion As to what's on the shelf, I think
1: Yes, yes, quite possibly
0: Okay Goodbye Um, Goodbye